0: show good to have you been talking a lot of Packers and we go I want to get back to that but but do want to talk a little Brewers Brewers off today back out of tomorrow Kansas City comes to town for an interleague matchup this weekend at American Family Field Brewers were in first place last year when they decided to say hey Josh Hader we're gonna fool everybody And think that we got a boatload for this guy. Wink. I'm going to shed payroll. I'm going to tell him we're in on everything, though. We're buying everything. Juan Soto, we're in on him. Bentleys for every fan. We're doing it. Money's no object. Apparently, there was a supply chain issue, and they couldn't buy Bentleys for all the fans. And Josh Hader, they got a boatload for him. You'd have been better off getting a bag of hair out of your local barbershop, but they shed payroll. And uh, they lost 10 games in the standings to the Cardinals, and it all went down from there. So that being said, will the Brewers manage payroll? Will they make similar choices this summer? Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Willie Adamas, all three eligible for free agency after the uh, next season. And their value might never be greater than it is right now, this summer, because contenders will be paying for them uh, during pennant races this year and next. So, will the Brewers move anybody? Or will they stand pat? Now, the thought process is that you got to wait and see. You're not sure. Um,. Milwaukee and Pittsburgh hanging around the top of the National League Central, one of the weakest divisions in baseball, so the Brewers could keep three veterans to try to win. Um, we'll see. Uh, but, but they also could trade uh, in what is likely to be a relatively thin market, making Burns and Woodruff and Adamas even more valuable right now. You know what I mean? More valuable. And they seem to be headed towards uh, kind of a crossroad here because you don't know what you're going to have. And we've talked about that. You're not going to know for another month. So I'm not overly concerned about all of this, you know, but uh, there is some talk that that could heat up if the brewers decide to go in that direction. And here's the opposite side of the coin. Uh, When you talk about X factor trade deadlines, you know, when you look at uh, in recent seasons, A good article on ESPN said several uh, difference makers have been swapped before the deadline. You talk about Manny Machado, Josh Hader. uh, The A's and the Reds have uh, already flipped their most expensive players and league talent for some prospects. The Royals have some young players. um, And it kind of goes on from there. But uh, will Otani, Shohei Otani, hit the market? Can you imagine? That if he would hit the market now, um the Angels say they're not gonna trade him. And if they were going to deal him, the best time would have been last summer. But unless they completely collapse, most people feel that Otani is there to stay in in Los Angeles with the Angels. And you know, it's hard to find anybody who believes O'Tani's gonna resign with the Angels, though. I mean, he is gonna get an absolute buttload of money. For the numbers that he's been able to put up and what he's been able to accomplish, um, and it's—I I will say this, uh, Ben. Do you agree? It's a shame he toils away in anonymity in L.A. on the on the West Coast. If he was with the Dodgers, it would be different. But it's a shame that he's with the Angels organization. Oh, same with Trout. Him and Trout Forever. Uh They—they they would be now. Otani gets a ton of highlights. I will say that. But can you imagine if they were on the East Coast? if otani was playing for new york or if trout was playing for new york or philadelphia or even chicago or boston can you imagine the coverage that trout and otani would get on the east coast and and what that would entail i mean, it would be it would be the otani love fest like nothing we've ever seen i, I mean, think we it might would, it get to figure real-
1: that out because he's going to hit free agency after this yeah. year. Stephen Cohen is a madman for the Mets, and his team stinks. Yep. And all his moves stink. So he's going to have to figure something out. I, he might just throw 600 mil at him. Yeah, it's uh,
0: the Mets could become a big player in all of
1: this. They're getting destroyed by the Reds right now, for the record. Right. To put it in context. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Anthony Davis
0: uh, took the shot to the side of the head from Looney last night. Uh, word is that he's going through the concussion protocol, and he may not be available for the next game. May not be available. I mean, Anthony Davis getting injured is like the sun coming up. You know it's going to happen at some point. You know, no matter how long the night seems to be. You know, you know the sun's coming up, and you know that Anthony Davis is going to go down with an injury. You know, Kevin Durant's going to end up pulling a hamstring. Uh, you know, it just always happens. Um, but, but yeah, Anthony, which was a weird thing. I will say this, Anthony Davis taking that that elbow to the head. But uh, they did not mention a concussion, but everybody believes that he's in, say, like a concussion-style protocol right now. Because he was dazed last night, if you watched that game. But I just saw that come across, so for those that are paying attention to the NBA postseason. So the question then is, uh, and they're already getting into predictions, sure to be wrong, come midseason. But where do you think the Brewers are going to be and the baseball that they're playing right now and where they're at in the standings? And, like we had mentioned, just behind Pittsburgh. Uh, and still, by the way, a, g- a half game back behind Pittsburgh. Both teams have lost two in a row. The Cubs won one. Uh, the Reds are losing. Cardinals are losing. Reds and Cardinals are terrible when it comes to run differential. By the way, the best run differential in the last National League Central is the Cubs. Cubs are plus 48. Pittsburgh's plus 10, leading the division. And uh, Brewers are plus 12, which also in turn is the worst run differential in all of baseball for a division leader. Dodgers lead their division plus 48. You've got uh, the Braves leading their division plus 59. Texas plus 82. Minnesota, again, in a bad Central Division. Only 20 wins on the season. They're leading uh, three games over 500, plus 22. And then the Tampa Bay Rays are plus 115 already. Pounding teams. And you've got the Pirates and the Brewers at plus 10, plus 12. Just a Number, statistic to throw out there. That's all. So, will the Brewers be uh, be be dealers or buyers at the trade deadline? And and which is, I still say we're a long way away. There's a lot of baseball yet to be played before that decision has to be made. And in addition to that, uh, it's it's how do you look at that point in time when that decision needs to be made? To me, that's probably the bigger indicator if you're still sitting there right now and you're toiling away at what uh, three games over 500 three games over 500. now remember the Dodgers have 23 wins the Brewers have 20 Atlanta leading their division have 25 Texas leading their division has 22 Minnesota has 20 Tampa Bay has 29. everybody in that American League East is has 21 wins or better. So that is the power right now of of Major League Baseball. But the Pirates have 21 and the Brewers have 20 in, a, in what's considered to be a bad division. So if you're right there, and I've said this time and again, if you're right there and you feel like, hey, we may get a few guys back, the injuries have kind of bitten us, You know, suddenly Burns and Woodruff are starting to groove. Peralta's starting to groove. We've kind of figured – I think you would probably more so than anything try to find a few bullpen arms to help you out, to sustain. Your offense is not terrible. You're scoring more runs than you scored last year, not by much. Last year was like 4.6. This year's 4.8 runs per game. You're scoring more, but it's been somewhat – a roller coaster over the last few weeks, really since Garrett Mitchell went out of the lineup. But again, you look at teams like St. Louis, you look at teams like Washington teams that were wild card that won that one game playoff and then went on to win a championship. If you feel like you have enough talent pitching wise to get you there, you're a buyer. You're not a seller, but that it's, it's still yet to be seen. That's just my, Philadelphia is another team, Ben. I mean, You're Philadelphia Phillies. You know, they've toiled away before in anonymity, and all of a sudden they poured on with a wild card at the right time, and they go on to to, to play really good baseball. If you're in it, you're in it, and I would not be a seller at
1: that point. Would you? No. I don't think I'd be a seller under any circumstances unless it completely collapses. Really for the fact of, like, are are you really going to do what you did last year again to the fans? Right. And expect them to still be all in. The problem is it's probably Craig council's last season. So the future is already murky in that respect. Cause I, I think he's incredible. I, I think it's undeniable that, that he's a great, a great manager and he's probably going to leave after the season. So what does the future look like? But I, I don't trust them to not sell. If I'm being honest, even if they're where right. they are right now, a couple games back playing. Okay. Baseball, maybe a little injured. I don't trust them to not go out and tank the season like they did last year. That's a,
0: that's a good thought. Question for Brewers fans, you know, from what you've heard in the past and what has transpired in the past, do you trust the organization? Well, let, let's just say this. Let's say things are the way they are right now. And the Brewers end up getting rid of Corbin Burns. Right? If they get rid of Corbin Burns, would you trust this organization? A team that's right, you know, right behind, say, Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh continues to play well or what have you, if you're a couple of games back or half game back. And at the trade deadline, you get rid of Corbin Burns. You make a trade, whether it's Adamas, Burns, Woodruff, whatever, and it's more likely that Woodruff's going to stay, Burns is going to be traded because he's probably going to dictate more money. Do you then trust the organization? Do you trust the organization? That's a, that's a really good thought. And as a fan, because last year fans kind of went, what the hell? And the trade turned out to be just Horrific. But do you trust the organization to live up to kind of their word, Mark Antanasio's word, to be not just competitive, okay, because I think competitive is too easy of an out. But if they are competitive and they trade Burns, would you then be upset? Do you? Would you then still... I don't want to say support cuz that means you're just abandoning the team, but would you have the same feeling about the organization as you did say 2 years ago or going into last season? Cuz you knew this year was going to be kind of kind of cattywampus. You you weren't really sure what to expect. You know, they were filling in some holes. Things looked promising. Garrett Mitchell looked promising before the injury. You know, you've had some ups and downs with Joey Weimer. They got Contreras, brought him in to solidify behind the behind the plate. You know, you've got a pretty good, solid infield. You know, Yelich is Yelich. Yeah, it's it's sad, but it is what it is. So, but would you feel, would you feel like you would still trust them? You know what I mean? That's a great question. 877 I'm going to get your thoughts on this when we come back. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a call, please feel free. Otherwise, you can fire us off uh, as some information on the live stream, which is cranked up. Also, uh, email thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter as well. If if they're right there, if, if if today were the trade deadline and their half came back and they got rid of Burns, would you still trust the organization? Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Hey, uh, if you're going to be looking for something for mom, there's it's still not too late. If you want to go uh, out to uh, West Bend, Wisconsin, Kane and Kane Jewelers, they, as they say, it's kind of a rock and roll place. They want to rock your world. But they have really good jewelry, whether it's the Hearts on Fire diamond, engagement rings, anniversary rings, something for mom, necklaces, earrings, you know, anything. They've got it. Go to Kane, K O E H N, KaneJewelry.com. You can even uh, uh, tell them you want an appointment, uh, a little bit of time, one on one time with a salesperson, whether it's an engagement ring or something to that effect. You can go out there and get many different things, say, for uh, those that, uh, that are going to be in your wedding party, friends, family, whatever. They've got it. All you got to do is go to Kane, K O E H N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I my pride. I the the it inside. I it's grilling season. All year round is really grilling season, let's be honest. But if you're looking for uh, sauces, great barbecue sauces, different flavors, hot, spicy, tangy, sweet, whatever it may be. Or, and by the way, if you're looking to support a local business, a veteran-owned local business in the state of Wisconsin, hot sauces, rubs. Burn pit barbecue, burn pit, bbq.com burn pit, bbq.com. And they're one of the best veteran run venture owned and veteran run companies in the United States. So get a hold of them. Uh, good people go to burn pit, You can order right online, whether it's just a whole case of stuff or just a sample pack, just try it. Uh, but it's what I use. Uh, I really do. Uh, it's what I use on whether it's grilled pork chops. I use some of the rubs on the steaks. Uh, ribs, obviously, but the ribs on a stick I get from, uh, Robert specialty meats. I add some spice tang to them with some of the stuff from burn pit. Oh, it's so good. So good. Check out our guys from burn pit, Huge supporter of the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher house, Wisconsin. Obviously they're veterans. So they're very much into veterans causes. They've been a big supporter of ours. Can't say thanks enough to them. So a uh, burn pit, That is burn pit, Kyle says, get a haul for Burns, build around Contreras, Mitchell, Weimer, Terang, and eventually Churio and Freelich. Uh Maybe dangle Freelick out there for some pitching in the offseason. Um, I don't, you know. So, in other words, you're like, hey, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if we're close. Dump it again. Start it, start it all over again. Uh, Gary says, I don't trust them to get the proper compensation for Burns that he's going to demand. Um, Kyle says, getting burned on the Yellich contract has probably made them gun-shy. Aaron says, I'd only trust them trading Burns if they extended Woodruff plus Willie and got Major League Baseball-ready pieces in return. Uh, Sean says, until you figure out Yellich... And the money, the Brewers are going to go nowhere. Um, and kind of goes on from there. Let's go to Tony listening to us in Sussex. Tony, welcome to the program, man. What's going on?
2: Hi, Bill. Hey, Tony. Um, you know what, I, I think um, I expect him, Jordan, to, to be mid-pack of all 32 teams, you know, starting mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, right. I think they're going to... My, my, my thinking with the offense, they're going to do a lot of safe. He's going to do these safe throws. They're going to use their tight ends a lot, their backs coming out of backfield a lot, you know, because they have such young receivers. And then, and then they will, you know, try to put it up there but um, downfield. But I, I, think he, I think that's going to be a distinct possibility. I mean, he, he knows the offense, obviously. And uh, it, you know you got to go out there and execute. But they, even though they do have a young team on on offenses for the receiving core, they got some veterans there with the running backs, and I think they're going to utilize them. I think you're going to see a whole, a whole different offense and a whole different packer offense than what we've seen in the past. Just be you know because it's now it's in Love and he's young, right. and, and I think, and like I liked what your other caller said about using the weapons and. Because I've been screaming about that for for a long time, you know. Right. Is you can't win a game with one receiver, you know, and things like that. But I'm excited about the season. I really feel that uh, all these naysayers and people, you know, I think they're gonna, they people are gonna be surprised. I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna go to the playoffs, but heck. It's it's happened before there's some young quarterbacks that just come right out of the gate and and get going, you know, and he's no rookie. He's a rookie as to starting basically a whole season, but he's not someone out of college that, you know, is trying to learn the NFL system. He
3: knows Mm -hmm. it. He just
2: has to get in there with the speed of the game, everything, be a starter, that kind of thing.
0: The one thing, I appreciate the phone call. The other thing that I really have not gotten into too much, and it's only for the fact that you just want to see the plays run. You're talking more about the execution of the offense. But um, Jordan Love does give you uh, a little bit of running capability. He does have better wheels than Aaron Rodgers. He does have escapability. We saw that in the preseason and on some of the throws that he did make on the run. Uh, that, That rollout that he had, he had off to his left. And he threw the ball to Romeo Dobbs in the sideline. Now it fell incomplete, but it was a damn near a perfect pass. And that was one of those moments that I, I keep going back to in my mind, looking at a guy that was on the run, throwing the football, escaping the rush, still had room to run. Should he, if he would have chosen to, and looked a lot faster than Aaron Rodgers, obviously. So there is some escapability that Jordan Love brings to the table to extend plays something better than what Rodgers could do. Rodgers had a 10. He One, Rodgers could avoid hits for the most part. He was good at it. He had a sense. And a lot of times quarterbacks have to have that that sixth sense, if you will, about being able to escape and get out of harm's way. But when it came to running the football, Jordan Love will be better than Aaron Rodgers. It's just whether or not he puts himself in harm's way, that's the one thing that they're going to preach to him over and over and over again, big time. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We were talking uh, before uh, about the Milwaukee Brewers. Do you trust, I mean, if indeed the Brewers make a deal, and, and nobody's answering this question, and I kind of asked it, maybe I asked it in a bad way, but if the let's say the Brewers are a half game back, trade deadline's coming up, if they trade Corbin Burns, Will that turn you off to to the Brewers, much like the hater trade did last year? Would that be like two years in a row? It's like, look, we're right there, and you're trading away one of our best players for money, basically. Would that then set you off to where you're like, done, done, throw my hands up. They're never about winning. They're about the money, blah, blah, blah. Or would you just go, well, whatever they got in return, let's hope it pans out. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying you should. I'm just asking you the question. You know? 877-867-1670. Going to the email inbox, and this is from Joe. Joe says, uh, I would not be a fan of it, but if it made the brewers better in the long run with better prospects that are going to be young and controllable for years to come, I'd be all for it. Uh The Brewers need to be the Brewers need to be competitive for a long period of time. And maybe lightning will strike and we actually win a World Series. Uh, This is from who's this from this is from Steve. Steve says, uh, hey, guys, first off, great show, Bill. I feel for you with the kidney stones. Hopefully they pass soon. Yeah. In case you didn't know, I'm kind of sitting here with that going on right now. Uh, He says, "And never been a fan of trading away top-notch talent. After all, this is one of the guys that we grew. It's a shame that you get a guy, you develop a guy, and then you have to get rid of him all because of money. This certainly makes me feel like I'm small market. This is a team that at some point just flat out has to go for it. You have to overspend to get good quality talent and give a world series back to the city of Milwaukee. I wonder when Mark Antanasio is really going to do that. If they've got just a mediocre team or if they've got a really good team, would they do it if this team was 10 games ahead? Would they do it if this team was 10 games back? Either way, the outcome's going to be the same. It's all about the money in Milwaukee. It's never about truly winning. And that's Steve. So, in other words, Steve is kind of saying, hey, look, you know. um, Yeah, it's it's money ball first. And if winning happens along the way and you catch lightning in a bottle, so be it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, let's do this. Um, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Mike, uh, Mike Clements is going to jo- jump on with us because Mike was up there yesterday. Mike had a chance to talk with Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, and we're going to hear Mike's thoughts on how yesterday went with a lot of the veterans stepping to the podium. So we're going to get into that discussion when we come back. So uh, we'll talk with Mike coming up here in just a few, few minutes. Uh, 877-867-1670 hit us up but uh, stay tuned if you're a Packers fan Mike Clements coming out of Green Bay we'll be talking with him when we come back this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Buzzard Billy's out there in La Crosse, love that place Pearl Street, good old fashioned night, 1860's brick hotel building and uh, Buzzard Billy's is downstairs Starlight Lounge is upstairs that nineteen fifty style cocktail lounge Buzzard Billy's though, great food Good, a little bit of a Cajun flair. Really cool place to go. Just sit, relax, family, friends, meet at the bar, whatever. Sports is on. Sit in that front window. Watch the world go by on Pearl Street. Great stuff. That's our friends at Buzzard Billies and the Starlight Lounge. Huge supporters of the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. You cannot go wrong. Buzzard Billies and the Starlight Lounge in La Crosse. Offering Wisconsin sports like a blanket.
2: This is the Bill Michael Show on the
4: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. For our, our whole football team, they're very high, and um, and certainly for Jordan as well. You know, I don't think we're going to put any ceilings on that, right? And um, you know, hopefully these guys can come in and learn and, and grow and um, and add to that mix. You know, but yeah, I think the you know, I don't want to put I don't want to say expectations are low. I think expectations are high, and um, we'll kind of see how it goes, but. Um, no, we're excited.
0: Everybody's excited right now. Hopefully things get moving in, uh, in the positive direction as the Packers gathering at Lambeau Field. Uh, welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. And uh, now time to uh, take a look northward is our guy, uh, Mike Clemens, uh, joining us uh, on the phone. So, Mike, you got a chance, uh, you know, up close and personal with those guys yesterday. Kind of interesting to watch uh, Jordan Love stroll to the podium and then uh, the realization really sinks in that you're not going to hear Aaron Rodgers' voice, so it's time to move on. But other guys, you got Kenny Clark, you've got other veterans, Aaron Jones. uh, All kind of the consensus seemed to be, yeah, Aaron's gone, but we got his back and, and let's do this thing, right?
3: Yeah, it's sinking in. And, you know, here's the good news. Here's where you have to give Brian Goodkins credit it's not like you're the Buccaneers and it's like, okay, what's Baker Mayfield going to be like here after a cup of coffee with the, the Rams? Jordan Love's been around for three years. He knows the offense. He knows everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. And and now it's his turn. I mean, you couldn't ask for a... This was the plan all along as Rodgers got to 37, 38, 39 years old and they thought that maybe he could play here till he was 40, but he changed his mind decided he needed a, a change of venue. By the way, he's going to... Week one, he's playing the Bills, and, you know, for the first, only like the ninth time, he's going to be playing a home game in the NFL where he's the underdog against Josh Allen and that group. He's got a big game on Monday night about a month into the season where the Chiefs, the defending champions, are coming to New York to take him on, so he'll have plenty of work ahead of him. As for Jordan Love, we got a chance to talk to him for about 20 minutes yesterday, and you guys heard that on the Bill Michaels show, and... Uh, You know, when it was announced that this press conference was coming up, I happened to be at the press box at the American Family Field covering that Brewers and Dodgers game. And a lot of the guys that cover baseball came up and said, so what's Jordan Love like? Because even though he's been around three years, he's to me, don't you think he's been flying under the radar, right? I mean, actually, he's he's been perfect as the backup, as the understudy, you know, patiently waiting and waiting and waiting. So." If, if this schedule that came out this morning is true and the Packers open up against, uh, by the way, we're going to be working on Thanksgiving, apparently,
1: right? Yeah, I saw
0: that. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, by the time the turkey's done and uh, the meal is on, we should be pretty much done with the postgame show.
3: In, in Detroit, uh, covering the Lions and all that. But if you start off at Chicago and you lose to the Bears, you lose to the Saints and Derek Carr, you lose to the Lions uh, at home, and now you're hosting the Raiders, Rich Basace's old team. and Keyshawn Nixon and those guys uh, what if you're one and four you know how do you handle that and here's the conversation that I had with him in the press conference
4: yeah I mean we all know that it's ups and downs in the sport it's never it's not easy in this league Um, I know it's not going to be easy this year but you know I just one thing I do is I tell myself every day that I'm good enough um, I've really had, like I said, I've really high confidence in myself um, And one thing I learned in college is one of my coaches always told me it's never as good as you think it is It's never as bad as you think it is um, And that's one thing that stuck with me. It's like, you know, even when it it feels like, you know, the world's falling down You're playing so bad um, And you go back and film you're like I really wasn't as bad as I thought it was um, I made a lot of good plays or vice versa. You're playing you feel like you're playing lights out and It's like, oh no, I could have did this a little bit different um, so my thing, like I said, is just keep growing. Um, I know it's not going to be easy. I know there's going to be ups and downs. You know, the thing I'm going to tell guys is try and stick together, stay together through the whole process. And the tighter we can get a bond together as a team, the, the easier it's going to be to face these challenges.
3: You know you've been here three years. When this press conference got announced, I was in the press box the last night, and guys were coming and saying, "What's he like? I mean, did you did you consciously fly under the
4: the past few years, waiting for this moment. Um, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things that you're just, I mean, everyone's kind of focused on Aaron in the past couple of years I've been here and that's just how it is. I mean, you're focused on the starting quarterback. Um, so, I, I don't know. Um, I've, I've been here, I've done plenty of interviews with you guys, so I think you guys kind of have a feel for who I am. Um, but, yeah, I don't know.
0: Mike, um, you know, last year, you know, they missed the playoffs, obviously. And this year, you know, Ben and I went through the schedule, and I said maybe nine wins, you know, if things go right. And Ben was talking about whether or not, you know, Jordan Love would even be the best quarterback on the field in many of those games. So, you know, when you, when you talk about the optimism, it's always been for the last 30 years. It's always been ah, 11 wins, give or take one or two and uh, they're going to go to the postseason this year's got to be feeling a lot different so what is the feeling with guys there in that locker room coming back this season with all of this uncertainty
3: well it's got to be the most different for the guys that have been there the longest and one of them is the running back Aaron Jones who and you know when you talk to these guys they talk about uh, how much they appreciate Rogers, and, you know what Rogers was like, and and can I talk one one thing here for just a second? Yeah. I heard you about a week or two ago, uh, talking about like Rogers and all of his weird stuff in the off season, like the Zenith watches, and that it's not called Zenith Zenith watches. Remember right. when you we were talking about that, or we were mm-hmm. talking about why why when he said that uh, you know his cell phone wasn't working at his house in Mal- Malibu.
0: Right. Right.
3: Okay. So. It's the off-season last year, and we're asking him, man, what are you thinking of doing? Well, there's this Swiss watchmaker that I'd like to check out someday, and I I may be going there. So two months go by, and it's the off-season. We haven't heard from him, hasn't been doing McAfee, whatever. And then all of a sudden, on a Sunday morning about 9 o'clock, up pops this picture on Instagram, and it's Aaron Rodgers in front of a very futuristic, rainbow-colored building, shiny building. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Boy. And everybody calls it cryptic, and they're right. It's like, okay, here's a puzzle. What building is Aaron standing in front of now? And I started thinking, well, this might be the Swiss watchmaker. So right. I have to go. I have to go and track down that picture and find the building. Then I find it. Oh, okay, it's some place called Zenith, and it's in a little village in Switzerland. That's been there 120 years. And then when he when he got back to Green Bay, and I asked him about it, you know, thirty five thousand dollars watches. He said, "Oh, they're so cool, and they're handcrafted, and they last over a hundred years." And he said, "What's really neat about the watches is that on Sundays, they shut down for twelve hours and rewind themselves, and you pay thirty five thousand for that." Right. And and Tom Fanning, his PR guy, and I were standing there like, oh, "Okay, it's like, what's the what's the point of that?" <laughs> you know. Right. You know, right. it's just it becomes kinda hard to relate to, right? Yep. And uh, and I said to him, So what's it like to spend all that money on a watch that's gonna live longer than you? <laughs> and he said, That's a good point. I didn't think of that, yeah. So then you talk to Aaron Jones about this <laughs> stuff. You know, I don't care. And, and, yeah, right. And here Rogers has moved on and now the odds makers Say the Packers, you know, they they come off a season where they're eight nine. They lose Rodgers. The odds makers have Green Bay as underdogs. How do you react to that,
5: Aaron Jones? I'm loving it. You know, uh, I'm used to being an underdog or being slept on. So, uh, person personally, so um, it's a position I love to be in. Nobody sees you uh, come in at all. Uh, everybody's relaxed when when they're thinking about you or. I uh, don't think you're capable of it. But when you when you prove people wrong, it's, it's one of the best feelings in the world. And um, I think that's, that's what we're going to do this year, prove a lot of people wrong. And um, we're not really worried about anybody's opinions. Uh, we know what's going to be written out there or where they're going to have us selected to finish. But all that matters is we we go to battle every day. We trust these guys in this locker room. And uh, the scoreboard will tell the rest at, at the end of the day.
3: I heard Aaron Rodgers make it official that he was going to choose the Jets had to have not that meant there's going to be a lot of change here. There had to been some disappointment for you, and what will you remember the most about Rogers' teammate
5: as a co-worker? Uh, I wouldn't say so much disappointment. Um, I'm always happy for him. You know, a player is going to uh, make their decision. It's their life. It's their decision, so they're going to make their decision what they want to make, and I can't hold that against him or be mad, you know. Um, and I, I always have love for A-Rod. Uh, I don't know how my career would have turned out Uh, Without him, Uh, my first two years, him signaling to the sideline or calling timeout, I won 33 in the game, Um, or me running on this. uh, My first taking my first snap, him telling me, "Hey, I'm one of your biggest fans in this organization." Um, Just some of those small things that he's done for me did is maybe small, but it's huge uh, for me and my confidence, or me seeing the the field and when I do see the field, making the most of those opportunities. So um, I always love Aaron. I always have nothing but love for him and uh, respect for him. So.
0: Uh, Mike, uh, we were talking about hot seats and thoughts on, you know, Jordan Love. And one of the things that we discussed is if this team's going to be successful, it is really going to hinge a lot on the defense. And, you know, you, you hopefully get Rashawn Gary back. You hopefully get Eric Stokes back. I know the last time we talked about Stokes, you were saying that the last time you saw him, he still had screws sticking out of his ankle. Uh, mm-hmm. But that being said, there is going to be a lot of onus this year on that defense to be successful and support the offense through the trials and tribulations that Jordan Love's about to go through.
3: Yeah, and speaking of the secondary, you lost a veteran uh, secondary coach in Jerry Gray who got an assistant head coach job with Arthur Smith and the Falcons in a nice pay raise. So you got a new face back there. But, yeah, Kenny Clark came in. And, you know, when you start looking at the season stats of 2022, they actually there's a lot of stats where they're in the top ten. And after he gets hurt... In November, in that horrible game in Detroit on Ford Field where seven or eight Packer players had to leave the game, including Aaron Jones, Uh, Rashawn Gary of the torn ACL, their numbers dropped into the 20s. So I asked Kenny Clark, how much did you miss Rashawn Gary on defense at the end of last season?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, RG, you know, he's he's, uh, one of the leaders of the defense. Um, You know, definitely missed his energy out there. You know, miss you know his effort. Uh, you know he he's a he's a great player. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a great player. He's one of the top you know outside linebackers in the league. Uh, so definitely miss his presence.
0: You know, Mike, uh, and they did. They missed him tremendously. Even Brian Gudekins alluded to the fact after uh, the season was over that they just didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback on a consistent basis to really help that defense. So you wonder how, you know, Luke Vaness is going to fit into all of this. You wonder how more beef up front is going to fit into all of this. You wonder how Joe Barry is going to run that defense this year rather than dying death by a thousand cuts, how aggressive he's actually going to be. So, there's a lot of, uh, I, I guess the word would be anticipation for this upcoming season, and the season, the off season specifically, is no longer being spent on massaging the the thought head ego, whatever you want to call it, of Aaron Rodgers to see how he's going to fit in all of this and if he's happy. This year, it's like, I would assume this is going to be the first time that Matt LaFleur comes in and goes, whew, even though he's under pressure, he could just coach this year and be a coach rather than worrying about whether or not Aaron is or isn't pissed off at somebody in the organization, you know?
3: You know, I was thinking about this because, like, even when you watched Rodgers in the match and playing golf, he's all business, and I think that's probably the way he was day-to-day in the meetings, on the practice field, and certainly during games, but... Whether it was his business and it was off-field, when people keep talking about the weird stuff that your quarterback's doing next, next, that has got to be a distraction. You know? that's And you've got to make things a little unrelatable when it comes to trying to, you know, here's this guy that's, you know, like a People magazine cover celebrity in your locker as opposed to, oh, no, Jordan, yeah, I went out to dinner with him three times last week. I mean, that just makes for a better team. So at least they've got that part going for them heading into September.
0: Mike, good stuff. Anything else before we uh, before we move on?
3: No, just uh, you and I have to figure out, you know, where we're going to be staying for Thanksgiving and eating turkey, you know, <laughs> so yep. darkened hotel rooms. So. I have a question,
1: Bill, <laughs> real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Uh, yeah. Mike, you saw the schedule that is going to be confirmed tonight. Uh, I need yeah. a very specific wins and loss prediction.
3: Right this minute?
1: Oh yeah, I I'm at eleven and six. Uh,
3: no, I think they're lucky to get to nine and eight.
0: All right, I picked them nine and eight. That's what I said, give or take yeah. one. Yeah, there you go. All right, but I told everybody
3: that 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 just because Rogers is gone, that the green don't tell me that the Green Bay Packers are going to be on at noon. They got five primetime games, including yeah. this game on Thanksgiving. Why? Because it's not Rogers, it's the Packers. And the NFL, ratings-wise, they know that the curiosity and what Jordan Love is going to be like is just as high as if Rodgers was still there.
0: Completely agree. It's got a hell of a following, no doubt. Until they fall off to, you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back bad seasons, the Packers are always going to be a draw. Mike, good stuff, buddy. I appreciate it, okay? Thank you, Billy. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes, and Mike's brought to you by the Bay Motel Green Bay. Bay Motel, clean, quiet, cozy, comfortable. Great place to go. The Bay Family restaurant's awesome. Go to BayMotelGreenBay.com. That's BayMotelGreenBay.com. And now that you know that the schedule's out, call the Bay Motel. Start making reservations for home games this season and for training camp as well. BayMotelGreenBay.com. That is BayMotelGreenBay.com. We wrap it up. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show
2: on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: The umbrella bar is open. Lux golf bays are open and the Milkmen are getting ready to play all over at the rock complex in Franklin, Wisconsin located in Franklin. Go to Lux golf bays, L U X E Lux That's Lux time now for what do we
1: miss? Well, Bill, I don't have the tab open on the computer to play the music <laughs> uh, as a true professional that I am, but I will say I, we have one story and it's something I'm very proud to report. It was brought to my attention uh, on Twitter by one of our great listeners. The two fishermen in the walleye weighted fish cheating scandal. Yes. Uh, they pled guilty. They were in court, I, I believe. Oh, this was earlier today. And they were sentenced to 10 days in jail. Ordered to That's pay it? a $2,500 fine. Half of the money will be donated. Well, we already spoke about, I think, giving up their boat. Uh, a three-year suspension of their fishing license. They were... Uh, yeah, and giving up the bass boat worth up to a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so the prosecutors drop the charges of grand theft and possessing criminal tools, which in that case is uh, lead weights. Lead weights. Uh, but they're going to jail for for ten days. You got to give up your bass boat, man. Now,
0: if you got a ranger or a skater, whoof that's some serious uh, that's some serious coin right there for those things. So uh, you got to give up your bad mass.
1: What do they do with the bass boat? They confiscate it and then they're going to sell it back off at auction. Well, they, I they guess might go to the police impound lot. I don't know what happens yeah. to those cars. Gonna have a a cop call in and tell us. That's that's yeah. They, usually, what they do
0: is they sell those things at auction. You got a bass boat for sale. That's not a bad way to go. Fine. now they they got to give up their fishing license, but only in that state, correct?
1: Uh, I think it's three years permanently, for for everywhere. I mean, uniformly. Okay cuz I was going to say can they you know where are they from? They are It doesn't say where they're from. The tournament was in Ohio. Right. I think one of them was from Pennsylvania, which okay. uh, I would like to publicly uh, disown him as a <laughs> Pennsylvania resident.
0: Uh yeah, so uh, g- they give it up in maybe Ohio then to where they cannot participate in tournaments and such for 3 years there. But they could certainly buy a new boat and travel around the world and do their own thing. Although I can't imagine many
1: tournaments that are going to allow them to participate. But you know. Also, real quick, and we'll get yeah. to this tomorrow. The Jets schedule is a yes. doozy to start. First month of the season, Bills, Josh Allen. They're at Dallas on a short week. They get Belichick and the Patriots. Then they play the Chiefs and Mahomes. And in week six, they play the Eagles. Nice. Oh, boy. Little, we'll talk about bumpy. that coming
0: up tomorrow. We, uh, we'll we'll revisit a lot of this coming up tomorrow on the Bill Michaels Show. About 20 hours from now. Get out. Enjoy the weather. Grill out a little bit tonight. I'm going to see if the pain medication takes effect, and I'm going to cut my grass. And then, uh, then who knows? Maybe this thing passes tonight, and you can hear me like Kramer at the circus screaming all throughout the state of Wisconsin as whatever's inside of me decides to force its way out. Until we talk again, time for us to go. Have a good one.